on, guys? Welcome back to the Donner's Basketball Podcast with Caleb and Amir. I'm Caleb, and there's Amir. Amir, what do you want to tell us about this episode? Happy to have you guys back. Uh, we're here with the special basketball election edition. Um, I'm super excited for this episode. We got you guys a, a nice little... A nice little version, kind of like we did for Halloween. Caleb, how you feeling about this episode? Caleb was a little iffy about this episode. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. It's a risk, but I think I think we'll be fine. I think this will be a good episode. I think it'll be. It's not gonna be as long as our previous one, but it'll it'll give you guys a nice little taste of basketball on a day which we're gonna need a little bit of an escape. Yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys need escapes on a day like this, and uh, I hope you guys are tuning in. Uh, especially on election day, if you listen afterwards, um, you're fine. Don't worry. You're not going to miss anything. It, it's not going to be too late um, because the topics that we're talking about, you can talk about whenever, and they've been talked about for a while. So let's get straight to it. Caleb, close your eyes. Everyone that's listening to this, close your eyes. You got your eyes closed? The eyes are closed. I can't see anything. All right. We're taking the magic school bus. Guess where we're going? Where? We're going to NBA land. You can open your eyes. Look around. Look around. You see that? Wow. What does it look like to you, Caleb? Heaven. Heaven? What kind of heaven? Basketball heaven. Basketball heaven. Exactly. You are now in basketball heaven, ladies and gentlemen. Look around. There is basketball everywhere. There are athletes everywhere. This is the basketball universe that you have always wanted to live in. This is basketball Disneyland. So, you're in basketball Disneyland, you get to enjoy your life, you get to watch as much hoop as you want, and you get to make decisions. And every four years, what comes around, Caleb? Election. Election. (laughs) Caleb's least favorite time of the year. So, election season's around, and it's your turn to vote. We're going to give you guys some propositions that you can vote on, and just like when you guys go to the polls. So, Caleb, you got your backpack ready? Yes, I do. Close your eyes again. Close. Now open them up. Look where we are. We're at the ballot station. You ready to vote? Hell yeah. I mean, heck All right. yeah. We're going to give you guys some props. Let us know what you guys think. Caleb, how about you introduce to us the first proposition that our viewers have <laughs> to vote on? All right. So the proposition is the top 16 teams make the playoffs, not just the top eight in each conference. And I know this is something NBA fans want, but if we do vote on this, the first round is a one-game elimination series. Would you vote yes or no, Amir? I'm going to vote yes. Um, I think this is a great idea. Personally, not just because I wrote this one, but (laughs) I do think this is a great idea. Top 16 has been asked for for years. People have been asking for the 16 best teams to be out there. No one wants to watch four bad teams in the East and a bunch of good teams in the West not playing in the playoffs. So I would love that. And I think a lot of people want that March Madness style. Uh, March Madness usually has way better reviews, actually, than the NBA playoffs. So I think that March Madness style for that first round makes it so interesting. Um, it's kind of like football's wild card and football's playoffs. So, uh, Caleb, what are you voting on this? Actually, you made a great argument because I was very against it, but you made me reconsider that. I mean, I'm still against Ooh. it. Still against it, and I'm still probably okay. going to vote no for it because 
While I do want the top 16 teams to make it, I don't want the first round to just be a one-game winner-take-all thing. I see your point. I mean, you could see a one seed getting kicked out of the playoffs off of the first game, off of a 16 seed. That would be insane, and that would be super hype. Yeah, but but that same would time, make it fun. <laughs> at the same time, people would complain a lot. Yeah. Next one, Caleb. A lot of people have been talking about shortening the season. Um, so I want to know your opinion, and I want to know your guys' opinion. The next prop is you shorten the season to 60 games, which means the only bad thing about that is that the salary cap goes down. And on top of that, as a fan, you're in this NBA world, you still got to pay for tickets. So ticket prices go up since there's less games. But that obviously means less injuries and more competitive games. So, Caleb, what are you doing with this? How, how are you leaning towards this? Um, I would vote to shorten the season because I think you would eliminate a lot of the load management games by a certain clipper. Um, I think you'd be able to escape a lot of that. And I know ticket prices would go up, but I just, I think a big part of the going to the NBA games is about the experience, not only just watching the game. So I think you're paying for experience. It's like when you go to an amusement park, you get the Uh experience plus the fun. That's what you get when you go to an NBA game. So I do think, Shortening the season is a good idea, in my opinion. How about you? All right, here's my thing. I agree, but we also have – so you've seen it for years now. The NBA, probably about four or five years ago, they reduced back-to-backs um, for every team. So they've reduced that by a significant amount. You start seeing a lot more load management, and you even see players just take time off. So I, what I think is, is this is going backwards. Um I hate to be old school, but I think you're you're just making a generation of players just more and more soft by allowing them to only play 60 games. And then what? Were you going to eventually cut it, cut it to 50, 40 games? Like it's not going to be what it what what you want it to be. So I, I, I get your point um, about the 60 games being more competitive. I would say that's the only thing that would make me want to vote yet on it and make that would make me want to vote. Yes, but I still wouldn't. I don't know. I I get your point, though. I see what you're saying. Because if you do shorten it, eventually players, teams are going to be like, well, we can sit our guys for two or three games. And then you're still, then you're going to run into a thing in like 30 years or like, well, we want to shorten the season again. So I could see why you're against it. But I'm going to offer you another prop. All right. Let's get to it. You could have a March Madness midseason tournament for a cup, right? Opt in, opt out. Winner would get a first round buy or a first seed. How do you feel about that? Okay, so what you mean by this pretty much is in the middle of the season in January when things are kind of slowing down in the NBA, you kind of have a, a cup that's similar to soccer style. Um, and it's opt-in, opt-out, so players can say, no, I'm not playing, I am playing, correct? Yes. Okay, and then on top of that, the winner gets a first seed or a first round buy. Um, that's difficult for me. I would probably vote no on this, and here's my reason why. I think that that would involve teams going really hard in the first few months of the season, um, and then that team that does get that first place, whoever that is, is most likely going to take the rest of the season off. 
and they're going to be lightly playing. So you're going to see your one seed of the NBA. Your best team is not going to be playing much. And then on top of that, having the opt-in, opt-out, how many star players are going to opt-out? You see a bunch of star players don't even go to the Olympics anymore. And the Olympics used to be a very high-praised thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't agree with it. I would say no. What about you? Personally, and I know it sounds like we're just disagreeing to disagree, but I would – I would have to vote yes for this because wow, mid-season tournament. I know you're worried about the level of play after, like the team that gets the first round by, but I don't think teams would slack off that much because they still want to be ready for the big tournament. Mm. But I think that this could allow them to take a little bit of time off after. But your point about the Olympics argument, I do agree with that, that there is going to be some stars that are just like, eh, I'm going to rest my body now and get ready for the playoffs and then – get ready for the second half push basically but i'd vote yes because that just that sounds like such a fun time imagine filling out an nba like what january bracket what do they call it january jambalaya or something like that i don't know what they call it but they call it some fun i think it'd be fun to do a little a little bracket i think so too uh you you definitely have me in on it a little bit but i think at the end of the day no one is really interested in it and i think a lot of people would be like oh, the NBA is just trying hard to make yeah. themselves entertaining in a time where football is taking over. So I get it, but I'm still going to go no on it just because I think the more stuff you add, the more incentive it gives to players to be like, no, nah, I'm not I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So well, what if you did a salary bonus? That's a good idea. I think if you did that, I think a lot of people would be a lot more interested in it. I just think you have to keep the competitiveness at a high level. And by doing this midseason tournament, I would only do this if the shorten the season to 60 games passes through. If that prop passes, then yes, that's the only way I would go yes on this. But other than that, I'm going no. Moving on, let's talk about one and one free throws, Caleb. How do you feel about that? So in college and high school, you see when a player goes to the free throw line and it's under a certain amount of team fouls, they're shooting one and one free throw. So I think that would be super entertaining for the fourth quarter. Me personally, I would go yes on this because in that fourth quarter, when a player is shooting at the line with, you know, two minutes left, a minute left, and the pressure is there, the fans are going crazy. I think that really makes it entertaining. I'd vote yes as well, because just like you said, the entertainment level watching, because you know, they'd instantly start targeting which player they want. Cause Whereas now, like, yeah, you can target players, but there's no, like, Shaq in the NBA right now in terms of free throws. Like, you're going to have a guy – you give a guy two ch- two chances, he's going to make one. Whereas if you add the one and one, there's a very good chance he could miss that first, and then just that'd be that. Most likely you'll miss the first one because that's yeah. the pressure free throw. You make the first one, you're going to make the second one because the whole point of that first free throw – and I feel like why a lot of players miss it is because that first free throw, they're at the line, and they're like – shoot there's a lot of pressure on me to hit this free throw you know but at the same time i I could miss it and make the second one right and so that that mental block kind of goes through after the first free throw versus one and one you don't get you don't get an opportunity to miss as soon as you miss bam possessions live you got to be ready for whatever about whatever's about to happen so um i think that's super interesting i would vote yes on that yeah i'd vote yes on it too moving on to another prop the one and done rule with high school prospects. <clears throat> Would you like to 
see it stay and make kids go to college, or if they do decide to go to the G League for that one year, that new thing the NBA put in, would you rather see them have to do that? Or do you think there's some prospects that could jump straight from high school to the NBA? Would you like to see them be able to do that? I definitely think there are some prospects, but there's so few and far in between that I would say no. Um, and I think that's an unpopular answer. I've seen a lot of talk about this lately is a lot of people are saying these young athletes should not be going to college. They should not have to go to college and, and waste a year and not get paid and, and have to deal with horrible food and all this garbage that they have to deal with. But we also forget the glamour that a lot of these athletes get. They get to be the star on campus of a college, of a college campus where you have 20,000 kids, 30,000 kids there. Um, I think that allows it to be, that's a huge factor that a lot of kids would love and they're going to miss out on. And think about it. How many Kobe's do you know? How many LeBron's do you know? I mean, what other players can really come out of high school and play at an elite level? It doesn't happen. And oftentimes players that leave college early end up not doing well in the NBA. So I would say no on that. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I see why a lot of people want to say, if anything, let these college kids get their money, but I think that one year helps them experience life and helps them grow at a, a, you know, that at a different stage that they need to grow. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I would vote against it because I think that the G league rule that they have now, I think that's a good mix of like not going to college and they can get paid right away, but it also like forces them to develop their bodies more for the NBA because truthfully for every LeBron, there's like 10 to 15 Martell Webster's. Like there's not, you know what I mean? Or Glenn Davis is. Yes, or Glenn, well, Glenn, Glenn went to college, sadly. <laughs> but there is, there's, for every LeBron, like there's probably like 10 players that just aren't going to make it. And that's the same thing in every at every player in each class. Like the number one overall prospect in each class, sure, he can make the jump, but you can't have like the 23rd best player saying, no, nah, I don't want to go to college, I want to go straight to the NBA. Because they're not going to get a fair shot. Exactly. I think a lot of these younger athletes are saying I can get paid playing in the NBA for this team. Yeah, this team might suck and my first year of my career might be horrible, but at least I'm getting two, three million dollars versus I'm in college and I don't know what I'm going to eat after my game tonight. You know, so I see why that that becomes a long term issue for for college athletes. And I think the the college program. Final one I'll give you, Caleb. Uh, a lot of people have been interested in this. I want to kind of get your take on this for a five-game first-round series. This used to be an old thing, I want to say, back in the 90s, early 90s. They used to do five-game first-round series. So, Caleb, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think they should go back to it because I know that there is those first-round upsets, but most of the time, it's a waste of time, really. They don't need four games. I mean, they don't need seven games to tell. Most of the time, the first rounds end in sweeps. What was last year? What was the bubble playoffs? In the Eastern Conference, every single team swept the first round? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, clearly you don't care about our NBA land. Okay, well, I'm just saying you don't need those extra games. They want to shorten the season. We'll shorten the first round of the playoffs. You don't need to shorten good games, good competitive playoff games. You want to shorten games and go shorten the 10 games in the season that no one cares about in January. What about those games in April that a team works that hard to get to? I am not going to allow the first Kings playoff series to be a five-game series that ends in a what, a three-game sweep? No, 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 that's not happening. 
I'm sorry, but I just feel like once you're up 2-0, it's like, okay, you know, like, I not, no, I'm not going to get into it anymore. We're not going to start an argument. I'm just saying I would vote to do a five-game first-round series. I understand, Caleb. I get that you just don't care about Kings fans and you don't care about NBA fans and you just want to shorten games because you – I don't know why you flew to this world. Clearly, you don't care about the NBA as much as we do, but maybe I'm wrong. I, cl- I care about the players and their well-being, okay? I care about the mileage on their bodies. I-, I want them to be healthy, okay? I guess you don't care about the people. You just think that they're some sort of product. All right, all right, all right. Enough of enough with the props. Let's just move on to the NBA talk. A lot of new news has happened since since we recorded. Let's go ahead and talk about that. All right, guys. Uh, we'll come back to the, this our election version, but we're going to talk about NBA NBA breaking news. I don't know if you guys listened to our podcast last week, but Caleb mentioned a certain coach that is unemployed that was regarded as one of the top coaches in the league. He just recently left his team, and Caleb said, hmm, I think this coach should be a great fit in Brooklyn. Let's cut to the clip of Caleb literally calling out Mike D'Antoni going to Brooklyn under Steve Nash. I brought this up in the on the uh, pod I was on earlier. I think since Mike D'Antoni pretty much is looking like he's not going to land a job, I think Brooklyn should go out and get him because I'm not saying Nash isn't going to be good, but having that type of experience beside you, like on your shoulder, giving you tips and tricks, it's going to be big for them because not saying Nash is going to be bad or he's going to be great, but he could use a helping hand. How about that? How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Caleb Miller just literally called out Mike D'Antoni being an assistant to a coach that has zero experience, that has not been in the NBA for several years, and now he's head coaching for the Brooklyn Nets alongside Mike D'Antoni. Caleb, how do you feel that you could go and be the best better in Las Vegas right now? Well, I think it's safe to say that the Brooklyn Nets watched our podcast or listened. Because how else would they have gotten this great idea? But that's not the only coach they hired. That's correct. They actually hired Ime Udoka from the Philadelphia 76ers, formerly from the San Antonio Spurs. Um, He has been coaching as an assistant coach for several years now. Caleb, what do you think about these two hired? I know you, you obviously called it out. So I know you think you're just better than everyone. But let us know. Let us know how we can get on your level um, and how we can start seeing these things before it comes. You're just going to have to keep listening to the podcast. Hopefully some of my knowledge rubs off on you guys. Pause. And then you guys can start to pick up on this stuff. Let's move on. I don't want to brag too much. The NBA informed teams that they are allowed to open practice facilities with groups up to 10 players. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I'm excited. I think that means we're taking a big step in the right direction. Um, It just depends a lot of what happens next. We don't really know what's going to happen until we see America handle COVID correctly. So um, I think once we move on and find whether whatever it is, whether it's a vaccine or whatever, I think once the NBA can finally get back into how it normally is, then they won't have to worry. But as you guys have seen with college sports being back, NFL has been running, baseball just finished. Um, 
teams have been doing it, sports have been doing it, and I don't see why the NBA can't return as well. Mm-hmm. What about you, Caleb? Hey, I agree. I hope we can just have fans at the games because I just I want to be able to go to an NBA game again. Really, that's my main have you, wish. Have you gone to an NBA game? Yeah, yeah, one. January twenty first, twenty eighteen. This is the guy you guys want on your NBA Disneyland. I live in Pittsburgh. I can't just go to a game. I'm not going to spend money on the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, fine. There's my true bias on why I don't want to shorten the games, all right? It's it's because I think the players are like robots, all right? That's that's my true honest thought. No, I'm kidding. It's because I love to go to Kings games, and I like to go to, like, pretty much any game I can. So, that being said, we only get 40 games a year since the Kings don't make the playoffs. I want all 40. All 41, actually. Well, I, I can't argue with you there, but you might be seeing less anyways because the NBA and MVPA only have until November 6th for either side to serve a notice on terminating the collective bargaining agreement. And if they do, then you're going to have a whole oh, – that's going to be such a long strike, man. I remember, yeah, that actually came out. Yeah. Uh, the owners leaked last week that if the players don't agree to the December 22nd start, which the players are super against – we talked about it last week on the pod. Um, our first episode we talked about – December 22nd was looking like the date. And then our second pod, we were like, well, it's not looking like December 22nd because now the players are having issues with that. Um, And we mentioned the loss on that as well. Yeah. Do you remember back in 2012, whenever the, like the first strike really of our lifetime happened. And I remember before Christmas, my parents asked me, said, Caleb, what do you want for Christmas? What do you really want for Christmas? And I was like, I want the NBA to come back. Wouldn't you know it, on Christmas Day, that's when the season tipped off. I was so mad because I didn't wake up to nothing on Christmas Day. I was heated. So you felt like Grant Napier that day, huh? Oh, yeah. And I felt like my parents were just Doug Christie's. Man, the, silent, the silence of my friends, that was the most painful thing I ever felt. That is true. Moving on, let's talk about another prediction um, that Caleb had. Wasn't a prediction. It was more it wasn't of wasn't a, a prediction, but it was more of a call out. Caleb yeah. wanted to throw some shots at somebody, um, and that person is Elton Brand. Let's hear what Caleb said about Elton Brand. Caleb, who did you have as the biggest clown of the year that just made a foolery of himself and just was a complete joke? Philadelphia 76ers GM Elton Brand. For me, he gets this because he was he was quoted as saying that. Jimmy Butler was just a little too old for them to want to pay him. They would want to pay him that big money. So then instead of paying him, they said, well, let's just go pay a backup center. Big Al. (laughs) And they paid Al Horford. And uh, yeah, he made himself look like a real idiot for that move because Jimmy is a thousand times better than Al Horford. And not only that, he fit their roster better. I don't under, I'll never understand that. idea. They gave a four-year max to Tobias Harris. That is probably the worst contract in the league. Yeah. Probably he, the worst contract. He really screwed himself up there. <laughs> Clown of the year, huh? Good yeah, I want to change that, actually. I want to change it, actually. I want to change it to the uh, 76ers owner for giving Elton Brand an extension. Um, yeah, he's my clown of the year now. And truthfully, fans on Twitter were also making fun of them extending him. So I think I deserve a free pass. As soon as Caleb calls it out, 
not only do they not call him a clown, they do the opposite. They say, hey, you want an extension? Okay, four years, here you go. You've done a great job here. Clearly, they don't agree with Caleb, and they think that, hey, Jimmy Butler is not a good fit here. Maybe he was right, I guess. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. Nope. I refuse to give them credit for that because they did the, they did the wrong thing. And I'm not saying Elton Brand's a horrible GM, but he's not – He's. He, He's closer to Vladi Divac than he is to Bob Myers, okay? And that's not me trying to be rude and single anybody out. That's just me being realistic with myself. Saying but, that to a Kings fan? Yeah, okay. well, let's let's be realistic about this. De'Aaron Fox sold his house, right? What do you think is the first thing that happens? Heat fans go on Twitter and they say, no, I, w- I personally, I wouldn't trade Tyler Hero for him. And it's not that Tyler Hero sucks. But there's just no way that Sacramento would trade away Fox right now for Tyler Hero. There's no way. So I'm sorry to tell you, Heat fans, you're going to have to tone it down a little bit. Oh, if they don't tone it down severely within the next five minutes, someone's getting these hands. Someone's getting that bat. I'm going to fly to Caleb's house and I'm stealing his bat and I'm just going straight, straight at somebody's <laughs> neck. Because they Heat fans. Are- I would say Heat fans, Celtics fans, and Laker fans are some of the most delusional when it comes to trades and stuff. Very unrealistic. I think yeah, Heat I mean, fans have – I think when a player gets drafted into the NBA, Heat fans just instantly Google pictures of him and put him in a Heat jersey just in case. Just in case he does take off. I bet you if I tweeted right now and said, does anyone have a talk of fall edit of him in a Heat jersey? I guarantee you I'm responding with one within 30 minutes. I bet you you can find one if you've looked it for it right now, too. That's the interesting part. Is Heat fans are crazy. I do agree. They're they're a little bit on the wild side and a little bit on the extreme side, but that's kind of what you get when you got um, a fan base that leaves the finals in the middle of the fourth quarter of game six. You have thousands of fans leaving, and then, oh, guess what? They all want to come back inside when the game goes to overtime. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, little fella. (laughs) Learn the game, little fella. That's all you can do. According to Sean Devania Forbes, an unnamed NBA GM has told him that the Kings have yet to put Buddy Heald on the trading block. So what that means is Monty McNair is not interested in currently trading Buddy Heald. That doesn't mean he's not going to trade him within two weeks, three weeks. But as of right now, he's not on the block. Caleb? You buying that? I'll buy it. Only because right now uh-huh. trading him, I mean, you're not going to get much back for him. But I don't really know even if he does come back and play well and doesn't, you know, start throwing shade at Luke Walton in post-game interviews. He's still older than most players on – like, you know what I mean? Like, he's been in the league for what? Since – well, for four years. He'll be heading into his fifth year. Yeah, and he's still really old. Um I'm not sure you're going to get like a ton for him, but I don't think it's a bad idea to maybe keep him around because he is good. I think at least from an outsider's perspective who watches maybe 15 Kings games a year. And I know that's a lot, but what? That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because I'm I'm not going to make myself subject to much more than that. But from the outside looking in, he does appear to be a pretty decent player, but I don't know much more than that because, like I said, I'm an outsider who watched 15 games a year. 
So as a Kings fan, how do you feel about Buddy Hill? How do you feel about him maybe staying? Well, I can give you some better insight on that. I think Buddy is a very talented player, um, and he has an elite skill, which is shooting the ball. A lot of players don't have that skill, and the NBA in the NBA, it's hard to find somebody that has an elite skill of shooting. You only see few, few and far in between players that can shoot at that high clip. So while Buddy does have all of this talent and he has the potential to be a better player overall, I just don't see Buddy being an all-star or a star or really getting too much better than where he is right now. I think where he is right now is the most you're going to get out of Buddy. I think what Dave Yeager got out of him was probably peak Buddy healed. And if you can get that consistently out of him, that's really good. But what you're getting with Luke and Buddy is a shooting guard that is playing point guard and bringing up the ball. Who This shooting guard, keep in mind, Buddy Heald has no ball handling abilities. He's not a good... Uh, playmaker and he doesn't see the court well so I think if the Kings want to trade him they should do it soon but they shouldn't force anything however at the same time you want to keep a player like that because of that elite skill Um, it's just difficult I don't know Caleb how do you feel about having a shooter that's super talented but he's not getting along with the coaches and he is just he's a bonehead at times I'm just gonna keep it honest yeah I would Totally uh, think about maybe, I don't know, because like I said, and like you said, with elite shooting, people use that term lightly, but Hield is an elite shooter. Um, doesn't take much time to get a shot off. I just, I don't, he can be annoying at times, but sometimes you have to think to yourself, is it worth the headache to deal with him if he's going to be an elite shooter out there and if he's going to help space the floor? Because I think if you get Bagley back next year, healthy, knock on wood, and Fox is back, which he will oh, he's be. Falling into the King's Chop. If you get Fox back in a healthy Bagley and a star-like Buddy and a well Bogdan Bogdanovich and a side I know there's a lot. Okay, there's a lot of ifs. There's a lot of ifs. Let's let's be upfront about it. But I don't. I just I wouldn't like I said. No, I know I said in the other episode. You can post this clip too where I said that I wouldn't keep him around too much, but I would bring him into the office and say, look, buddy, do you, do you want to be a part of this team or not? And if he says, yeah, then just trust him and try to ride out the storm. If he says, yeah, and he's still not answering Luke Walton's calls, then I think you have to look about trading him anyways, because it's never going to get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they got to make a decision soon. And Monty McNair is, he's in a difficult position, but this is the first time that he's been able to, be in that position to make decisions he's not behind Daryl Morey or anyone so we'll see how he steps up to the plate let's go to the NBA actually leaking new jerseys um the new Nike jerseys just got dropped and Caleb once again was begging to talk about this just like he was begging to talk about Markel Folds and he wanted to talk about how he's how he's a treat he okay, I don't know if, I don't know if I want to talk about the jerseys Oh, you have to. So here's my thing. I'm going to talk about my favorite jersey. Right. My favorite jersey is probably the Miami Heat jersey. Uh, no. For those of you that are watching, check out, check that out. Let me know if you like it. I love it. I love the design of it. Um, I like the way that they use the Miami Vice version of them. Kind of like Caleb's shoes right now, which he just hit himself in the face with. 
um, that that style is, is pretty interesting. And I really like the little wave effect. It's a very Miami type. It's a South Beach type of jersey. And, and that's that's my favorite jersey. Besides that, these other jerseys, I mean, take a look at these. These are ugly. Why are you yawning? This is, it's the Vice jersey. They do the same thing every year. And then listen, they do the same thing every year. They first they did they did the black they did the black Vice jerseys, right? Then they did the pink Vice jerseys. Then they did the blue Vice jerseys. And you know what they did? They said, "Oh shit, we don't have any other colors to put out." And then someone in that room was like, "Blend them all together. Make it a fade. Make it a gradient." And they all looked at each other like, "Oh my gosh, this is brilliant." It's the same jersey, just a different year. And then they decided, eh, let's just mix it all together. They're ugly. And I thought after like the – I think they did the black, then the baby blue. I think after they did like the second one, I was like, all right, that's enough. We, we, we're, we're viced out. Someone's mad because they have the same old Celtics logo every single year. It all it says is Celtics or Boston. They don't have an alternate jersey because you know why? Celtics fans are plaid, plain, and boring. They're just they're like eating peanut butter. Peanut butter's good. You ever have a spoonful of peanut butter? That's most people like that. I guarantee you anyone that's listening to it does not just open up their peanut butter jar and take a spoonful out of it every morning. Not every morning, every dinner though, every every dinner or supper. Yeah, I'm all about it. Yeah, we won't talk about Caleb's dinners on here because you guys will get offended for him. They're good. It's just cut up cheese and honey mustard. Is that a crime? <laughs> Moving on. We're not talking about that. That is that is a disgrace. Caleb, close your eyes. Everyone close eyes your eyes. Are close. They're close. Get back on the magic school bus. All right. Open your eyes open we're back we're back to NBA Disneyland sweet so we're gonna get into our debate uh this will be our first and last debate of the election season and the first topic on hand Caleb is all-star weekend Uh, a lot of people complain about all-star weekend they say it's dry it's boring um a lot of people say it's better than the Pro Bowl but there are still a ton of changes that need to be made. And I think the first thing that I would do to change All-Star Weekend and make it better is the dunk contest. I think that's the biggest problem with the whole weekend. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And the problem with it is nobody wants to be in it anymore. Like there's literally scrubs that say, nah, I'm good. I don't want to be in it. And they have to beg people to join it. So if you got to beg players to join it, I don't think it's worth even having. And I think at that point, don't even have All-Star Weekend, but that's a whole tradition. So how do you improve it? Here's my thing. You tell me what you would do, Caleb. I'm going to tell you what I would do. So what I would do is I would hire some pro judges. So if you guys have seen the judges, we all know what happened last year with Dwayne Wade and Candace and uh, that Scotty and how that ended. That ended up with someone getting robbed. And because that happened so consistently, like boxing people don't like coming on since these judges are idiots you guys have seen all the issues that come up with hiring a judge that has no clue what they're doing so i think you need professional dunk contest judges like find judges that have actually seen dunks and can dunk the ball do you agree with that yes yes i do agree with that because some i don't know like you said about last year that was a that was a thievery we saw that was bad 
that was bad. And I don't want to see that happening again because, and I think a lot of players were like, yep, no one's going to play in it again because no one wants to do a dunk contest where you can't even win when you're the better dunker. Why would you, why would you Aaron wait? Aaron Gordon for- has been ripped off so much in that freaking contest. Aaron Gordon should have at least two dunk contest champions, but he doesn't because of the judges. And I think the main thing about that is, okay, you see where I'm sitting? Look where Caleb is sitting. We're sitting on two opposite sides of the world. You don't have to do that. I'm kidding. But have them at least socially distanced. Put them six feet, of, feet apart and tell them, no, you can't, you can't discuss. I, what do you think about that? Do you think they should be able to discuss? No. I don't think so. But what do you think? No, they shouldn't be able to discuss. They're adults. They can see with their own eyes. If you thought the dunk was a 10, vote it a 10. You don't need to look at what someone else is voting. They didn't be cheating. They're like, all right. It's because it's all this. It's like, oh, I don't want to give a 10 if they give it like a six. Somebody even said after the last dunk contest, they said that the goal after um, Derek Jones' dunk was to have him tie with Aaron Gordon, right? So in that case, Wade would have had to give him a nine. And Wade said, no, I'm not doing that. So he gave him a 10. That's exactly why you cannot communicate. You have to let well, these guys do it how they want. Here's what you can do. I think for the judges, you make them sign a contract. I know that sounds extreme, but you make them sign a contract saying, I will not rig it to make sure somebody else wins or to make sure somebody gets this type of a score so we can tie it. No, if it's a tie, let it naturally be a tie. Just like in an NBA game, yes. if it's a tie, it goes to overtime. You don't just have the refs. I mean, there are Hold refs. Hold on now, refs rigging games? <laughs> the Kings fans talking. Don't, don't remind him. He might start talking about that 2002 Western Conference Finals. I had to step away. Moving on, uh, I think you if you do that, that's a great idea. I think that's a way to start making sure you have proper judges. And here's my thing. Judges aren't the full thing. You're not going to get players to join. I mean, we saw with LeBron every year. He's like, I'm joining the dunk contest. And then last minute, he would back out. So why would you... Why would you just change the judges when you still need to do something about the players? And I think the thing that you do with the players is you give them an incentive. And here's my question to you, Caleb. What incentive would you give them so that you can get star players or maybe even young stars to join the dunk contest? Maybe it's maybe a bonus if they win. See, I don't think that's going to work, though, because they did. They used to do that for the All-Star game every year. Aaron Gordon is not going to come back no matter what you give him. Here's what I think, though. You Maybe you won't get guys that have gotten robbed before. You're definitely not going to get Aaron Gordon. But who you can get are younger players that are reaching for sponsors. And I think if, you, if you're the NBA, go get, like, Apple yeah. or – tesla or a big company to be like okay if you win the dunk contest we'll sponsor you for a whole year and they'll give them sponsorship money i think that would make a lot of young stars want to join it what do you think i think that's a good idea i think that would work really because you know i'd love to see what would save the dunk contest what would you i think they should have one street dunker come in I know Sprite has those, well, they used to. They used to have those, like, street dunk competitions where, like, you'd have people from, like, it'd be, like, a regional thing. So, like, people from this region of the country would come to D.C. or something and have this massive dunk contest. 
I think they should have the winner of that dunk contest go into that go into the NBA dunk contest and see what happens because I think that would add excitement. Some fans would want to watch just to see if he could keep up with the dunks the NBA players could do, or vice versa. And I think that'd be a fun little spark to add because do you remember the one year they tried doing teams for the dunk contest? It was like yes, Ben um, McMahon was in it. I wanted him to win it that year. Yeah, which they did teams, and it was so stupid. So I think a good way, like if you're trying to spice it up, bring in a street dunker. Let's see what they I can disagree. Do. You want to know why? You're a freaking idiot, Amir. You know what? Fine. I won't give my reason. I'll wait. Caleb is disgusted at me. Guys, here's why you don't bring in a random guy. If you bring in a random guy from the street, these guys are NBA players with egos. That's why LeBron didn't even want to join the dunk contest. He doesn't want to go up in a dunk contest against Derek Williams. All right? He doesn't want to go in a dunk contest against Brad Wanamaker. He wants to Why go would Wanamaker be in the dunk contest? He has two NBA dunks. Maybe he's hiding something. Maybe he has something hiding under his, you know. He no. got something under his sleeve. You never know if he has something under his sleeve or not, Caleb. You just don't. And I think that's why, is you get these scrubs, these nobody guys, not even scrubs. If you get the scrubs against top players, they, they won't do it. That's why we saw LeBron wouldn't even join the dunk contest. What makes you think that if you get a random guy on the street that he's going to show up NBA players and embarrass them when he's a nobody, everyone, all of social media is going to be like, Russell Westbrook got embarrassed or John Morant just lost to – Steve Smith. You think that's appropriate? You think that's really going to work? No. I say give them the incentive. Give them a major sponsorship. You hire pro judges, and that's it. Dunk contest is fixed. You can get young guys like John Morant, like Zion Williamson. Maybe if you don't get those tier of guys, you'll get the next tier. Um, never mind. I take, I take it all back. The NBA already had somebody come in with that. <laughs> well, the dunk contest is not the only thing that needs to get fixed. Am I right? No, you're not right. So what I'm else? Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Guys, if you can notice today, Caleb is being extra difficult with me. And the Raiders won today, so I don't know why he's being like this. I lost in fantasy to you, you idiot. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about fantasy. What we will talk about is the All-Star game. That's the last thing that I think needs to get fixed in All-Star weekend. The way you fix the All-Star game is kind of how they had it last year, where one idea is put the kids that you're going to have the money going to charity for in the audience. I think if you have them screaming and yelling like they were last time, that makes the players kind of have to, you know, it's like, well, I'm not just throwing my money to charity. I'm literally giving my money to these kids, and they're screaming their asses off for me. So. Yeah. It allows them to, it makes them try a little bit harder. But the real thing they need to do is have an in-person draft right before the All-Star game on the court and have the captains pick him, whoever they want to pick. Obviously, the players that get picked are going to be hyped to be on that team because it's going to be live. And the player that gets picked last on each team is going to be like, screw this. I'm, I'm, I'm literally dropping 40. I'm not passing the ball all game. Remember that one year Al Horford made it? And everybody on Twitter like knew right away, like, okay, well, Warford's last pick. Remember, remember that year LaMarcus Aldridge made it, and people were like, no one wants to see a bunch of mid-range fadeaways. 
Yes, I remember. Because I was one of the people that did want to see it. Because when he was in Portland, I was a huge fan of him. Yeah, you would like to watch that because you like old school basketball. What can I say? I like the vintage stuff. Caleb. Yeah. Have them vote. Have them vote on our two polls of the day. Let's start. We're moving a team somewhere. Where do you move them and why do you move them? Give me your team that you are about to off. So this isn't going to be realistic, but I would like to see Mark Cuban bring the Dallas Mavericks home to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I think, yes, Mark Cuban is from Pennsylvania and he's from Pittsburgh. And I would like to see him say, you know what? Dallas is a cool one all, but I'm going to go ahead and bring Luca and Kristaps to Pittsburgh. I think that'd be fun. And as a, as a Pittsburgh native, I think it'd be pretty fun to go to the games. Okay, um, that's not realistic at all. So I'll give you guys an actual realistic one, a non-biased one, one that doesn't affect All right, my... let, me, let me give my realistic one. Okay, go ahead. Let's move the Kings to Seattle. All right, I'm done with this guy. We're fighting, I swear. We're, we're... You're my podcast partner, Caleb, but more importantly, we're friends. Are we not? Yes. That's wrong. I'm moving the Memphis Grizzlies to las vegas the las vegas grizzlies you want to know why caleb why because first of all like grand napier says nobody cares about memphis all right i don't know who in the world ever would want to live in memphis would want to stay there in memphis there's nothing to do there the weather sucks everything sucks and let's keep in mind even if memphis sucks because cleveland sucks too let's let's not forget you could move cleveland but the reason why I chose Memphis is because Memphis cares more about their high school and college basketball teams than they do about their NBA teams. I remember games before they had John Morant where it would be a library inside of there. No one shows up to games in Memphis. They don't care. They just don't care about the NBA. Even when their teams are good, they, they don't have much of a turnout. I'm moving into Vegas. Vegas just got the Raiders. On top of that, Vegas is popping now. They got all these casinos. Bro, Vegas got an NHL team, what, in 2018, 2017? So, again, you're talking about the Maloofs now. So, what is this? Like, where is this King's hatred coming from? I didn't even know they had anything to do with the Las Vegas NHL team. Stop lying to me. The reason why I chose Vegas is because Vegas is super innovative. And if you notice, everyone's moving to Vegas now. It's, It's a hot city. No pun intended. Uh, it's it's a very hot city right now where people want to go to, and um, it's cheap. It's it's young, and I think the crowd there is is hungry. Because if you can get a football team, give me one good reason why you can't get a basketball team, Caleb. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh can't do an NBA. Nobody's team coming to Pittsburgh. Them. What's that? Nobody's coming to Pittsburgh. You don't know that entirely for sure. Give me a realistic team. Go. A realistic team? Shoot. Honestly, and I know this, this probably isn't realistic either, I'd like to see the Clippers move back to San Diego. I, I would love to see the Clippers out of L.A. I don't think L.A. can have two teams. San Diego couldn't even keep the Chargers, though. That's true. I don't know. San Diego's not really a sports town. It's just Yeah, more they're not. A- they're more of like a surf and turf, like, oh, bro. But that's what people thought of Vegas. People are like, oh, it's just a touristy town. But Vegas, 
Vegas yeah, supports but, their teams. But, I mean, Vegas was given the chance and they succeeded. San Diego had, what, two teams? All they have is baseball now. And Did you see even the Raiders sold out their first game? With the total of no fans, like, but they still sold it out. Yeah, I know they were selling. They sold out every every game, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So and then they had to cancel it all. <laughs> well, my point is, I'm moving them to Vegas. I think a team needs to go to Vegas. Uh, screw Seattle. They can never get a team again, for all I care. And here's my reasoning for that. I think Seattle had their team. They had their chance to keep their team. How many people really cared when they had their team? There was the key arena was empty. It was a lot like Memphis. They when they're good, yeah, of course. When you got Sean Kemp, when you got Gary Payton, people were gonna show up. Yeah. But when you have Rashard Lewis, you know, and you got Reggie Evans, no one's gonna want to show up. Caleb, last yeah. one. You guys finally made it to the end of the day. You finally made it to the end of your ballot. Let's fill out the last one. You guys know which one this is. It's the player of the year. Caleb, give me your player of the year in 2024. It's going to be Luca. And I, again, this sounds like a Kings attack, but it's not. I just think that Luca is going to be, he's going to be ridiculous for like a really long time. Guy seems sturdy. I mean, yeah, he has little bumps and bruises but those are just like rolled ankles and stuff like he hasn't had like a serious injury knock on wood but i think he's gonna be great in 2024 i know it's like a it's like a shot in the dark asking who's gonna be the best player but my pick would be luca i'm going luca as well sadly um i think if i had to choose a player of the year in 2024 right now it would be luca i don't see a player being better than him um injuries aside obviously if any player gets a major injury. If LeBron got a major injury, he's not the best player in the world anymore. So um, I have Luka. I think Luka has the, the talent to be a MVP, multiple-time MVP type player, Hall of Famer, and potential to be one of the best players of all time. So that being said, I'm taking Luka 100 times out of 100. Yeah. I, I, two great minds think alike. What can we say? I mean, that is why we are the Dimers podcast. That's why I threw up that lob. We know That's how to why I it. threw it down. Next one, Caleb. This one's a good one. If there were a former president to be in the NBA, who would be the best one? Did you see the video that came out yesterday? No. Obama? No. Obama knocking down the three? Let's watch it. <laughs> That's what I do. Whoa. All net. Okay. Okay. That was nice. That was nice. All right. As you can tell, he's, he's walking off the court. He was saying, that's what I do. And any man that has that much confidence after hitting a three, I mean, you saw the form for those that didn't see it, check our Twitter. It'll be on there. You saw the form. And you saw the the confidence after. That's a man that can play basketball. That's not luck. That's just skill. That's my that would be my best NBA player as a former president. That's interesting because Barack Obama is six foot one. Um, how many six foot one players do you know that are successful in the NBA? Isaiah Thomas was shorter than six one, and he was fine. Where is he now? Unemployed. 
Sucks to be 6'1". Uh, and that's why I'm choosing this guy. Honest Abe, Abraham Lincoln. He is six foot four. Abraham Lincoln was a straight baller at a young age. All right, Caleb, I don't know if you know this, but Abraham Lincoln used to pull up to the little leagues and he would just dominate. He would be dropping 20 and 10 on a nightly. And I remember I heard stories about how talented he was in basketball that he had to give up his basketball career because he wanted to eventually become a president. But man, a six four honest Abe, man. He is an honest guy. You're going to trust the most honest guy on the court to be the best basketball player. And, and that's why I'm going to take my boy, honest Abe. Now you're lying to our fans. Abraham Lincoln died in 1865 and in basketball wasn't even made until freaking when 1891. You lied. You blatantly lied to our fans. Our loyal listeners are now crying in the corner because one of our one of our hosts just lied to them. Here's the truth. He was tall. He's not only tall, he was strong, and he was athletic. And you know what? He was adept at using an axe. That's the same thing as basketball. You're shooting it into the ground. You got to shoot it onto the, onto the tree. What are you talking about? Moving an axe is more like swinging a baseball bat. I would say it's more like basketball because you're you're working on your follow through, Caleb. Have you ever? You probably don't have a follow through. You probably shoot with two hands still, huh? No, I shoot. I don't need a follow through. As soon as it leaves my hands, I just turn around, and start running up the court. I know it's in. Why? Because you airballed it? No, because I know it's in. It, it's game over. Abraham Lincoln was a professional wrestler. Again, what does that have to do with his basketball skills? If you're a professional wrestler, you're athletic. You ever seen a buff guy shoot a basketball? Bro, this dude got this dude got assassinated. Come on, Caleb. (laughs) What's that have to do with anything? He's a straight hooper now. You can't disrespect him. I know I get it. You I get your Obama point. You saw a few videos of him playing basketball. That's the easy pick. But but I'm gonna go that's why I decided to go against the grain. I'm gonna pick the guy that's six foot four that can bang it out down in the post, you know, that can take a three that can find an open man, he is able to do it all. And that's why he is honest. When Abraham Lincoln died, it was another 38 years before he even, before basketball was even a thing. So how do you do any of these things? Why are there high schools named Abraham Lincoln High School then? That doesn't mean it's just for basketball. They're not like the, they're not the freaking McFarley Abraham Lincolns. That's not the team name. Well, I just saw a team named this Abraham Lincoln's Boys Varsity Basketball. So clearly he has something to do with that. No, he doesn't. I'm right. He's wrong. Uh, you guys can tell us who's better because I know Abe is better, but Caleb obviously has his biased opinion. He, n- he never played. He never was even alive to know what it was. Anyways, last one, Caleb. What? Our 2020 NBA land president who is it who do you want to vote for president this is it this this is the guy that's going to run the show he is the one that when it comes to rules and stuff when it comes to making a big decision he is your adam silver like so who is that guy which nba player uh minimum age of 25 because we don't want rookies coming in here and ruling the whole nba who's your guy Caleb? i'm gonna go with malcolm brogdon uh, he's 27, so he's over the age 25 limit, and he does a lot in the communities. Have you? I mean, you saw like the protests and everything. He was front line. 
and he was really pushing the narratives. And I really like a guy like that. And he's educated. He's smart. He's handsome. Pause. He's, I don't know. He just, he seems like he has a really good grasp on things. And I can really root for that. Why does him being handsome have to do with anything? Did I say that? I don't even remember saying that. Our viewers can go back and listen. I don't know. Check out if Caleb said it. I, I think he did. I wouldn't necessarily put Malcolm Brogdon as the guy that runs the show for all NBA players, but I, I definitely see your point, I guess. Uh, my guy is Rajan Rondo. You talked about him last week. Probably the smartest player in the NBA. Super high IQ. He is there for the players. He's going to do things that's going to benefit not only the players, but the fans. And... Um, I think he has the knowledge to be put in that situation and do the job successfully. And to not to mention, he's a pretty handsome guy too. I mean, hey, you have to be handsome to succeed in life. Whoever told you that that's not true, they lied to you. Yep, and that's why we're here today on the Diamond <laughs> Podcast because our moms told us we were handsome. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for us and our NBA election edition um i thought we had a great episode we definitely covered a lot when it comes to election stuff and um i think that we're excited to see what's going to happen for the future um of the nba um we have big news coming out next friday next friday like caleb said earlier that might be the day we find out if we get 60 games or we get 70 games or we'll get 50 games i'm pretty sure it's somewhere between 70 and 50 so um that's a big difference they said that the nba players would lose a lot of money if they started in january did you see steph curry's contract would pretty much get cut in half this year yeah i mean i think that the owners are trying to trick the players to oh yeah for sure going in earlier because they know that if they start later, they're going to lose a ton of money and the owners have lost so much money that they need to recuperate every dollar that they missed out on. We'll see what happens with that. Other than that, great episode, Caleb. What's your plans for tonight? You going to go drop off your ballot or have you already registered a vote and you did it earlier? I have to get a drop off the ballot, which is going to be fun waiting in line. So you're going to wait in line. Did you already do your ballot at home or are you going to do it live there? No, I'm doing it live there. This is my first time ever voting. I'm pretty excited. Who are you voting for, Amir? I'll be dropping off my ballot as well. Um, I'm excited. This is my second time voting. So um, I'm excited to do it. I think I think it's going to be a fun experience to go to the polls again and wait in line. That's always fun. Everyone loves waiting in line, right, Caleb? <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I just love waiting in line. We all love waiting, and that's why uh, we didn't wait to put this podcast out because we didn't want you guys to wait. We wanted to do a quick one, and uh, that's why Caleb and I have been working super hard on getting you guys out on uh, multiple podcasts. This is our second podcast of the week. Hey, we have a draft episode coming up soon. Very soon. We got a draft episode coming up with a special guest that we will be telling you guys about later. Um, So stay tuned for that. Other than that, Caleb, you got anything else to say to them? Anything else they should be excited for or maybe leave them with a note? Nah, I I don't have anything else to add to them. I think... I think we covered everything. 
I mean, we'll be back for the draft episode. That's going to be the draft episode. Is probably going to be one of the funnest ones we'll we'll do for like the foreseeable future. Um, yeah. You're definitely going to want to check that one out. Our draft one is going to be a good one. Um, it's tough doing actual podcasts with little NBA information and no NBA going on. Yeah, look at we our last two episodes. Yeah, we don't have a scheduled date. That's why we're doing these uh, special edition ones. And we're glad that you guys are liking it. We've gotten a lot of positive feedback on these uh, these special edition ones. I know a lot of you like, ooh, I saw that killer. I know a lot of you like to... Uh, just talk normal basketball and you guys want to know about the news and us break down Kings and Celtics and other NBA news and we'll get you that we'll get you inside info we'll get you information before anyone else you saw it first Caleb called out the D'Antoni hiring before the Nets even thought about hiring D'Antoni so he is the mind of the Brooklyn Nets and he is also we are both the minds of the NBA so we will be the first ones to break news for you um I'm excited for what's coming up next and that draft episode is going to be a good one we should probably have one more episode next week where we will let you guys know if there's a lockout or not man if there's a lockout there's a lockout we might have our own little off season we're taking our off season after three episodes if there's a lockout guys (laughs) all right guys Thanks once again. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let us know what your votes were and who you guys thought we should have voted for or what props you thought we should have voted for or against. Um, I'm Amir. I'm Kales. Uh Hey, thanks for checking us out. If this is your first time listening. Please subscribe and leave us a little review. Let us know. Give us feedback so we know what we have to improve on. But please, so, if, you're, if you are going to leave a review, please make it be five-star review, please. If you're going to criticize us, which I would love criticism because that helps us, give us a five-star review and then tell us, hey, you guys suck at this. You need to fix this. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah, because at least we got a five-star out of that. Yeah, at least you got a five-star and it'll help us want to do that versus if we get a one-star and someone's like, I hate the way Caleb makes faces throughout the whole video. He's going to continuously do that. But... If you actually are appropriate about it, like, oh, I'm going to give you a five star, and then you're going to talk your mess, that's fine. Right, Caleb? Yeah, I'd listen then. That's true. All right, guys. We're going to leave you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Next episode should be dropping soon. We'll let you guys know. Deuces. Peace. Wait, Caleb, what did you mean about the... <laughs> what was your text? Oh, that Glenn segment? <laughs> Take that out. Cut out Glenn's second. Why? <laughs> he fired just an unnecessary shot at him for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so wrong. <laughs>